This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of agriculture. Learn more at fb.org. Good Wednesday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. There's a new leader at USDA's Natural Resources Conservation Service. Terry Cosby has been tapped as the next NRCS chief and officially starts on Monday. The Ohio man is already familiar with the work of the agency after serving as acting chief during the Biden administration. He's also a 42-year employee of USDA and has previous experience as a state conservationist and grew up on a cotton farm in Mississippi. USDA also announced Merrill Harrell as the next deputy secretary for USDA's Office of Natural Resources and Environment. There's more in our story on agripulse.com. Some dry areas of the country could have relief around the corner. AgriPulse's Ben Nulli has more. Much-needed rain is headed for the drought-stricken northern plains. USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey says one to two inches of rain could fall. So states like Montana and North Dakota desperately in need of moisture to help with germination and establishment of crops like barley, sunflowers, spring wheat, and also for the development of winter wheat and for the pasture and rangeland health situation. As of last week, North Dakota has been in an extreme drought, according to the U.S. Drought Monitor. Rippey says this amount of rain should buy some time for producers. It's had very little precipitation so far going all the way back to the end of last summer. And in fact, there's parts of North Dakota that may see more rainfall at the end of this week than they have in the entire year to date. He expects to see above normal levels of precipitation in the Midwest through the end of the month. For AgriPulse, I'm Ben Nully. A federal appeals court has remanded three small refinery exemptions from the renewable fuel standard. A Tenth Circuit court said the decisions need to be consistent with a previous court decision that set up a new rationale for future SREs. That decision said the waivers needed to be continuous, which struck down three SREs and led to refineries trying to obtain so-called gap year petitions that were ultimately denied by the EPA during the Trump administration. The Trump EPA then issued three SREs on its final day in office. The Biden administration EPA requested the waivers be sent back to them for consideration. Jeff Cooper with the Renewable Fuels Association welcomed the news, saying if the waivers had been allowed to stand, they would have erased RFS blending requirements for 260 million gallons of biofuels. Finally today, the National FFA Convention plans to return to Indianapolis for its gathering this year. The organization made the announcement this morning after being forced by the COVID-19 pandemic to hold a virtual convention last year. While many are planning a return to pre-pandemic life, Mandy Hazlett with National FFA says they're expecting an attendance drop-off as part of this year's event. You know, normally we're somewhere between 65 and 70,000, and we know for sure probably that we will have, you know, a lower attendance. So that'll be one one difference. In the programs themselves, you know, we'll have to still, like I said, adhere to some of the restrictions. So we might not be able to have, you know, as many people in the workshop rooms, maybe not as many people visiting the expo at the same time as they, you know, are used to in years past. But we'll, we'll be flexible with those plans as they continue to change, you know, over the summer. She says the organization has also seen some positive responses from the companies that are typically in attendance at the event. 
We know a lot of them have been waiting for us to make a decision before they make their final decision. This is another area, just like the overall attendance, that I expect it to be lower. I also expect us to not have as many exhibitors as possible, or it could be that they have to reduce their normal booth size because they can't send as many staff members as they've been able to in the past. But we are ready. We're ready for them to, you know, to fill out their applications and to fill up our floor. Hazlett says the organization plans to also have a virtual component to convention and live stream general sessions, degree ceremonies, and workshops. There's more in our story on agripulse.com. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's Drive Time is brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation. The current but temporary estate tax exemption of $11 million per person has been helpful to agriculture, but estate taxes still hang heavy over many family farm businesses. Protect the next generation of family farmers by supporting the Death Tax Repeal Act of 2021. Learn more at fb.org. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.